listening to Revelations Radio News with Andrew Hoffman and Tim Kilkenny, a listener-supported podcast located at revelationsradionews.com. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Podcasting to you from the heart of the heartland, where I am happy that I am not coughing as much anymore. Uh, and I am one of your hosts, and my name is Tim Kilkenny. And podcasting from Piedmont where we are anxiously awaiting the Piedmont Country Fair. I'm Andrew Hoffman. Piedmont Country Fair coming up. On the 4th of July. Oh, of course it is. Of course get, it is. Get your homemade pies entered into the contest. You got our, our master choir at the, at, the, <laughs> at the parade, at the pub. Oh, that, that's funny. And it, hey, I voted today, Tim. Did you really? Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Look at you. You're in a... the real election, a.k.a. the Republican primary election. Okay. Because that's the only thing that actually matters around here, because whoever the Republican candidate is will win. So. <laughs> yes. But there yes. was, you know, I, I did a little research, and there seemed to be a good, like, true grassroots patriot candidate for just about everything and i'm sure they'll all lose in the establishment uh you know rhino will win but it is what it is i mean it's better than masks being required and uh naked people at at gay pride parades with children in attendance because that's that's all i'm seeing from my alma mater, my, my my previous home, they got, uh, yeah. From Seattle, yeah. Yeah, they got, <laughs> I texted a video, some guy, guys riding their bikes naked through a, the pride parade, and then, uh, like, there's, like, little kids standing around. You could see the little kids on the side, and uh, my mom, you know, usual comments, what's the... Uh, no usual comments like that's terrible and not a great place to raise a kid. I can see why you moved. And it was like five minutes later, I get another text. It's like, I don't get it. What's the occasion? Is it to celebrate the Roe versus Wade overturn? 
<laughs> but I was like, no, 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 that was yesterday, and that was where they beat up a uh, a woman and then pepper sprayed her while she was on the ground. That was that was how they did yesterday's celebration of Roe versus Wade being overturned. Today, this is gay pride, which is naked men in front of children. She's like, oh gosh, I have such a hard time keeping up with my Seattle holidays. I said, yeah, it's it's understandable. You <laughs> well, know, it's a whole month. It's yeah. a whole month of holidays. So. <laughs> If you're if you're black, you get cold, dark, twenty eight day February. Uh, but if you're the the rainbow people, you get the month of June, which should be like the basically the best month of the year. You know, yeah. you're out of school, yep. summertime, but not crazy hot yet. Yep. Yeah. But uh, now we have we do have something to celebrate. They, they should have released the decision on Juneteenth. And, it, hey, I'll be the first to admit, I did not I did not expect a John Roberts-led Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade, but they did it. Pardon my uh, naivete, but let's really talk this out. You like to say John Roberts-led. Is he a leader somehow? Is he like the speaker of the court or what? what? You, you might want to edit that part out, Tim. Why is that? He's the chief justice. Ah, the chief justice. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to edit it out. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a retard. I, I'll, I'll fully admit it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he's chief justice. Okay. So, again, pardon my naivete, but that position obviously puts him as in charge. But is it the position? He posi- still, he still it- only gets one vote. And there's still... You know, they still split up who gets to decide on uh, what cases make it to the Supreme Court, which is obviously a big deal. Okay. So, which each of the justices gets like a different area to consider. Okay. okay. Uh, but it's still a regular appointment like any other. It's like a lifetime appointment and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It just. And I, I don't think it's. I don't know the process, but I think he's been chief justice from, I believe, from the beginning. Or was um, was he promoted to chief justice after Scalia died? I'm not sure. But I'll look it up now. Anyway. It's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, your thoughts on this? I guess, it, I mean, obviously, uh, not unmitigated good news. Good news? Good news on all fronts? What do we think? I'm going to go with good news. You know, I I don't believe in unmitigated good news. Uh, the, you know, anything that comes out of our political or legal system. So I think there's likely a nefarious agenda behind it, but I still think it's good news. So. Yeah, I would agree with that. I have started to see some rumblings that this is to go after the my body my choice vaccine people yeah the the constitutional scholar wrote into adam on no agenda and with that hypothesis so yeah well it's not the only place i've heard it i've been looking i've seen it uh on uh, a couple articles i've read and on twitter it's uh it's an interesting argument i'll say that yeah i should have Brought the clip of, uh, you know, you're claiming my body, my choice to kill someone who isn't your body. 
is not the same as me demanding my body my choice for what experimental gene modification gets injected into my child. We're not the same. So. Yeah. Looks like Chief Justice Robert's nomination uh, to be Chief Justice in 2005. So he is was always the Chief Justice, it looks like. He was always the Chief Justice. There you go. Yeah. A uh, bushy. Mm-hmm. A uh, bushy for sure. Yeah. Well, let's... Uh, I mean, a lot of people blaming Trump. That's one of the things my mom said. She's like, well, at least they can't blame Trump for this. I was like, oh, mom, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly can. I'm not sure See, how to tell you this, but uh, yeah. they're clearly actively right now in this moment blaming Trump for this and all yeah. of it. You know. Well, let's, uh, let's play, you know, the real news here. We've got some clips. Uh Roe v. Wade overturned from Babylon B. Oh, good. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. I didn't get a chance to listen to this yet. I'm excited. I want to thank you all for coming. Oops. No, that's the... That's the... That comes later. We want the Roe v. Wade overturned from Babylon B. Okay. Roe v. Wade has been overturned, turning our country into a terrifying handmaid's tale scenario where women are not guaranteed the right to kill their babies. Here are five frightening consequences of this development. 1. Women who have sex may be forced to experience motherhood, one of the most joyful and rewarding adventures a woman can have in life. Truly a dystopian nightmare. Two. Some women will have to drive an hour or two to cross state lines in order to murder their young, which is incredibly inconvenient. 3. Abortion doctors will be forced to become one of those doctors who help people, or they may have to learn to code. 4. More black babies will be born, erasing the lasting racist legacy of Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger. This is not what she would have wanted. 5. Every woman in the country will be issued a handmaid's tale outfit and be forced to bear Mike Pence's children. We hope you look good in red, ladies. <laughs> there you go. Sums it up. All the facts there from the Babylon Bee. And I, I did not have the heart to clip it, but uh, we, we had a response from Kate Brown. Oh, no. Uh announcing the Western Governors Coalition to promote abortion. And so they will, they'll not only, you know, help you, so that your corporation will fly you to Oregon, Washington, or uh, California to have the abortion, and then they will not cooperate with federal, with any anyone who's trying to find out information about you getting an abortion in, in the West. So this is, you know, someone may have posted the comment underneath that, uh, oh, this is how you replace the lost uh, tourism revenue, huh? So that's, <laughs> but anyway, so this is, it's what, what the West Coast will be known for is the, the place where, yes, you might get assaulted by Antifa rioters or homeless drug addicts or 
you know, just general thieves and criminals. Uh, but at least you can kill your babies still. Yeah. So. Hmm. That's what you got to do. So just the, the fact that there's, you know, there's still is some of the best scenery in the entire country. It's a little sad that no one wants to go there anymore. But uh, yeah, that's what they're going to replace it with abortion tourism. And uh, some people mistake Kate Brown for Satan, but uh, but we did get an, an actual response from from Satan himself, and it's you kind of have to see the video. Like they they really went all out with the the horns and the whole Satan outfit. It's kind of next level uh, next level creativity from the from our friends at the Babylon Bee there. I didn't get a chance to see this yet, so. I want to thank you all for coming down here today. I hope it's not too hot. You can always turn the thermostat down a couple thousand degrees if anyone gets uncomfortable. Mmm. It's kale flavor. It's my favorite. As you all know, the team and I suffered a big defeat this week. All right, so um, stop it for a second. (laughs) I I missed the part. For some reason, it's a little quiet. So I don't know if there's anything we can do about it, but the the clip itself was was quiet. But he he takes a drink of what looks like a soda, and he says, "Oh, it's kale flavored, my favorite." <laughs> uh, I didn't catch that the first time. Overturn of Roe v. Wade. We went out there. We we gave it our all. Uh, we had fantastic offensive game, but ultimately the good guys and. Uh, and Justice Roberts came in clutch. Played a better game. And so let's, uh, let's take some questions. Uh, you, you there with the teeth. Satan, it seemed like you had it in the bag with Roe on lockdown for 50 years. What went wrong out there? Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you for the question. Um, you know, we gotta look on the bright side here. We, we put up some incredible numbers. Over 60 million PBAs, that's preborn babies aborted for the late person. It's an absolute world record. Uh, yeah, I can't take all the credit though. This is a team sport, and uh, you got an incredible team. You know, got Planned Parenthood, Moloch, Nancy Pelosi. They all made this possible. It didn't go the way that we uh, wanted this time, but in the end, we still have a championship team of demons, devils, and Democrats out there. And you know, there's always uh, there's always next season. Excuse me, the devil. Uh, what are your plans for the Hell franchise going forward? Yeah. Excellent question. Uh, Obviously, this is a rebuilding year for us. We're gonna, we're gonna build back better. And uh, we have some great up and coming prospects. We got Kamala Harris. Uh, you've heard her uh, demonic cackle. Of course, it's one of the best in the game. It scares even me sometimes. <laughs> you know. Uh, of course, we've got all the, the progressive Christians out there. Uh, we got the guy from Green Day. We got Pink now. And of course, the Republicans with the weak defensive game. So thanks, Mitt. Um, you know, they let us remain dominant killing babies for over 50 years. And let's not forget, we still have, we still have California and New York in, in, in the bag, putting up incredible numbers in the child sacrifice department. Anything else you can tease for the fans out there? Well, uh, let's see, well, while our abortion game will be down for a while, we've got some great stuff lined up. So we're gonna be rolling out another Amy Schumer comedy special. That's good. Um, <laughs> We got an even flimsier paper straw debuting next year. 
And we're putting more extremely long, unskippable cutscenes in video games. You know, the ones with the seven QT sequences where you gotta mash X or you instantly die. You have to watch the whole thing again. That's <laughs> classic. Uh, uh, so, you know, uh, don't count us out. Um, anyway, I uh, gotta make a, an appearance at a family-friendly drag show in Texas. No more questions, okay? This press conference is over. And, oh, and, and Beelzebub, uh, release the bees. Wait, what? Bees? You know, so many people helped us through the years. Margaret Sanger, Alyssa Milano, shout out to my homegirl, uh, Michelle Obama out there, thanks for the support. Let's see, Jen Hatmaker, uh, Rachel Hollis, uh, the absolute goat, Kermit Gosnell, uh, pretty much every Hollywood actor, uh, except for that, uh, that guy who played Frazier. Uh, uh, Joe Biden's handlers, uh, all the Republican congressmen <laughs> who've gotten their mistresses pregnant, uh, and the ladies from my favorite television show, of all time, The View. They do great work. <laughs> they do great work. So, <laughs> there we go. We, which you, you kind of... I think if people haven't sat through some losing coach press conferences, yeah, it probably isn't all that funny. But, yeah. you know, it was kind of a... It was funny to me. But. It was funny. I liked it, man. Well, so that was the the big news. I was going to read a tweet from uh, a, a source that we don't often read from, but that's uh, our good friend Basil Rosewater of Canary Cry. Okay. But uh, just an hour ago, he tweeted out, it's a corporate fiduciary obligation to encourage abortions rather than pay the mother maternity leave. The government and corporations do not care about your rights. They are lizard people who pay more for the death of an unborn child so they can make more money. Any questions? <laughs> yeah, and, and they're putting together quite the the boycott-worthy list of corporations saying, Yeah. Yeah, we'll let you travel. You know, we can't pay you another $2 an hour, but we'll give you $4,500 because... That's cheaper. That's just cheaper than yeah, maternity care and maternity leave and what have you. It's, uh, it's absolutely we'll, we'll wild. Pay you forty five hundred dollars to travel to a different state. Yeah, it's absolutely wild to see this kind of. I don't know to see people like, oh wow, this is so brave. Yeah, <laughs> like, is it? I don't feel like, yeah, it's, the, that, I don't feel like it's that brave. I I didn't throw it in the folder, but Michael Malice had a just an all-timer troll tweet oh did he uh. yeah where he's like oh I i'm gonna screw it up never mind but anyway he it was it was good because it's trolling like both sides right <laughs> but he he basically um said you know well what's next like if you're gonna overturn the constitutional right to abortion what's you know what what constitutional right next to say that free speech isn't in the constitution so something like that and of course it got people freaking out at him that it's not in the constitution well that's the whole point but <laughs> if the supreme court can repeal abortion from the bill of rights there's no reason they can't appeal free speech as well yeah <laughs>
So there you go. Some somewhere out there, I'm hearing a lot of uh, the right to abortion as if it's actually in, you know, the Bill of Rights. But anyway, yeah, and it, yeah, again, a lack of understanding on the Bill of Rights and what the Constitution promises. The Constitution doesn't promise rights. They, right. They, they, they recognize restri- rights. They recognize <laughs> rights, but restrict the government from infringing upon rights. So, yeah. uh, And rights are negative. They're things that if you have a right to it, that means that the government can't stop you from your God-given rights as opposed to you're owed something. Like health care, not a right. Did you did you hear uh, Hillary on uh, J- Justice Thomas? I uh, I don't think so. No, he's a person of grievance and resentment and anger. <laughs> wow, projection much? That's exactly what everybody in the comments said. Was like she's projecting. I, but, I, I, yeah, know, the I don't have any stories about it. Uh, Basil and Gons there on Canary Cry were talking about the uh, Ghislaine Maxwell suicide watch fiasco. Well, she's the, now she's now been Hillary, sentenced to twenty years. The Hillary Clinton meme of the goodbye cruel world signed Ghislaine. But yeah, yeah, the old Hillary Clinton. Signing your suicide note meme there. So, Carrie, well, I don't know. Are we ready to move on? Carrie Mullis? Kind of a long long segment here. Well, yeah, we got a long, I mean, let's just, let's keep moving. What do we got? So, on, on no agenda, when someone goes against the government or, you know, kind of like the mainstream in some way, Adam Curry often makes a joke, not in a ha-ha, never happens way, but ha-ha, really happens way, that they should avoid hot tubs and small aircraft. And this is a, a reference to quite a few politicians who are, you know, prominent people in various ways who have met untimely ends. And the uh, Genesis, not the Genesis, but towards the beginning of the No Agenda show, of course, they read the Confessions of an Economic Hitman, which was a big part of the show back then. And if you remember in that book, there were several uh, politicians from Central America who died in plane crashes. Right. So, Carrie uh, Madej, Dr. Carrie Madej, we've... We played clips from her way back at the beginning of COVID. She's one of the ones that was, you know, very anti-vaccine and talking about the the true level of how bad they actually were. Um, almost to the point where it was like, oh, I don't know if she's, you know, going too far or whatever back then. Uh, definitely vindicated. But um, she was in a plane crash. Hmm. So this is a small plane crash too. Yeah. So this came from a blog post that I also saw um, that Aaron, the one that's with Dr. Mercola, she posted the same thing. So it's a a personal message um, 
All right. This is a message from Dr. Carrie Madej to her. Uh, let's see. It says to me, which Geroid O'Sullivan on his blog, theirishsentinel.com. Said, this is my plane. I was flying in, returning from Florida after meeting with like-minded people on 6-26-2022. The plane's engine stalls and no one can figure out why yet. We were gliding fine and then RPM drops to zero in seconds and we drop like a rock. Don't understand it. It's a miracle we are alive. I'm still processing everything and my brain is foggy. I will fill you in later. I'm still in ICU in Atlanta but recovering well. Uh, oh... RIF of left lower leg, I some sort of fracture, five vertebrae fractures. Open reduction internal fixation. Ugh. Bruised all over in a nice shiner. The tibia fibula were clean cut and displaced so that the foot was facing 120 degrees in the wrong direction. Ouch. Lots of dry heaving by a couple paramedics. It took 30 minutes to find us. I finally found a a phone to pin our location. We were forced to crash into trees. However, Billy found Billy's her, her husband or, or partner or whatever. Uh, Billy found a logger's trail so that that he followed so we didn't get major damage from the trees before crashing. That was another miracle in it in itself. Then the Wi-Fi goes out and the phone overheats one thing after another. Finally heard voices on megaphones and screamed help louder and longer than I ever have in my life. Uh, Billy has 20 years of experience as a pilot and suffered skull fractures, facial fractures, a T10 fracture, and he had uh, loss of consciousness, but no brain bleed, thank God. So, you know, it's like, from reading that, it doesn't have like a, a clear, like, oh, just a coincidence explanation. No, seems, know, seems I mean, odd. So the engine stalling out obviously that's a problem but it does happen but then we were gliding fine and then rpm drops to zero in seconds sounds like sabotage to me but uh, all right no proof but you you might be wondering uh oh come on it's just uh, you know she's on like rumble shows and stuff surely she's not they don't care what she has to say but uh, so I've I've got a bunch of clips from what I believe was her most recent interview. So okay. basically, I believe the day before or maybe two days before this happened. All right. So we got got quite the assortment here. Let's just play the uh, intro. She just kind of gives her the the host, which it's on the JD Rucker show, who. I wasn't familiar with, but I'm sure lots of people are out there. And uh, she, he asked her to just kind of introduce herself, and that's this this clip. Well, I'm Dr. Carrie Made, internal medicine physician since 2001. I graduated from the University of Health Sciences College of Osteopathic Medicine and Biosciences um, in, in 2001, and I trained in Georgia, Florida, Michigan. I ended up um, uh, doing my internship in. Georgia and as well as my internal medicine residency in allopathic, so both worlds. Um, owned my own clinic, medical director of two, taught med students for eight years, and um, and I am passionate about getting the truth out because during my career of finding out uh, what really makes us sick, 
Um, it's not what we've been told. It's not what we're being taught. You know, there are reasons why people get cancer and need transplants and autoimmune, and there are causes. If you know the cause, then you don't need to be sick. So just know that, you know, our bodies are made wonderfully and fearfully, and we've been lied to for um, since before we were born. And um, I know a lot about this current technology uh, inside of these injections are falsely called vaccines. And I decided to speak up publicly because this is really a pinnacle because, of course, in the past, things have hurt us and, and things have been poisoned and, and that sort of thing. But this is different. This is the first time ever they are introducing brand new technology, never unveiled in humanity in any sort of large numbers ever. Not just one, many, many of them. And if this progresses, if this continues, uh, humans as we know ourselves will be extinct. And I'm not saying that lightly. I'm not joking around. It's um, the data is there and we have to wonder why this is happening and so I, I speak up because we have a window of time right now to stop some some terrible things from happening and also um, remember who we are and what we are. All right. So she's, you know, she's not a, oh, vaccines are bad for some people, but you can still give them to old people. That's okay. That's, she's in the, we're being purposely poisoned. It's bioweapons. You know, and she goes into an explanation for that and talks about uh, walking pneumonia, which I thought you would be interested in. Uh, so let's play the nanotechnology and walking pneumonia clip. Um, my first introduction to something called nanotechnology happened in medical school by accident. Um, I was in Kansas City, microbiology professor was there teaching us about the most evolved organisms, which now I know is uh, kind of a code name for um, bioweapons created in the lab. Um, of course, we didn't know that. At that time, we didn't even have cell phones. So she was showing her, us her work. She had worked for the military at some point, and she was showing us um, the neurotoxin. So what I learned about evolved or bioweapons is that they're very weak and fragile because Anything man-made or manipulated is always weak and fragile. We need to remember that. What makes it pathogenic, what makes it dangerous, is the neurotoxin piggybacked or attached onto it. So then she showed us electron microscopy, microscopy pictures of this neurotoxin. And when I looked at it, initially, I don't usually raise my hand. I raised my hand. I said, excuse me, is that a drawing? She said, no. I said, is that a cartoon? She said, no. And the whole class was exploded in uproar because what we were looking at was literally a miniature robot smaller than the size of a red blood cell. And we had no concept or, you know, this was beyond our, our thinking, right? How could this be possible? She was very angry. Her vein popped out in her forehead. She was so angry, yelling at us, saying we will forget everything we saw. We will never mention it because we would never work in our field again, um, on and on and on. And so we didn't know what to do. We talked about it, but what, what could we do, right? So uh, further on in my career, there happened, this was mycoplasma pneumonia. This was, this was the organism we're looking at. So this is known to cause a very common um, thing called atypical pneumonia, walking pneumonia. Most people have heard of that. This organism causes it. But it's been declassified as a bioweapon. The United States uses it, and around the world it's been used ubiquitously. Um, there's reports of us using it purposely just to test it out on our own people. 
so it can cause walking pneumonia, but it's also been linked to like Gulf War syndrome and all kinds of different things. Okay. So it has many different things that can happen. Dude. Okay. <laughs> so as we talked about last week, I haven't taken any PCR tests or whatnot, uh, because why would I? Um, but my sister, uh, has, and I visited her 14 days ago, so a little over two weeks ago. And she, at that time, was sick uh, and had taken a bunch of PCR tests, and all of them came back negative for COVID. So in one ear, out the other, it doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care, right? But within the next day or two, I get extremely sick. And this is a sickness like I've never had. Like, I was sick for two, well, shoot, I was sick for, like, a day, and then I actually went over to your house and was fine. Like, I woke up the next, the day after and was fine. I was like, okay, no big deal. I, I beat this. I'm good. And then the next day uh, felt even worse, and then went, was good, f- and, and actually got worse for three or four days, and then was fine for three or four days, and then got uh, it felt like my wife got it and then I got from her or something and I ended up sick again for like the last week and you know up to the last show me wanting to get off the show because I wanted to go to bed because I felt like crap the only diagnosis that my sister has received to this point is uh, walking pneumonia it's the walking pneumonia thing yeah. which I, this, I had never this heard sickness... I heard of walking pneumonia but I hadn't heard that that's neurotoxin this has not this this is it's the first uh, it's just it stinks to talk about because you don't want to be thinking about this stuff in your own body and whatnot but this is not normal sick mm-hmm. and you know kind of like you and i talked about to, to be feeling this way in the middle of june is not normal <laughs> right uh it's just abnormal in every way um but there are some like weird things that go on with it too. My, uh, my, you know, my, like my son got it too. And he lost his voice. I lost my voice. My wife lost her voice. Like there's something odd about this sickness this time around. Um, but I'm usually quick to be sick and then get over it. But I am much, much worse off than the rest of my family. Uh, in this case, uh, thank the good Lord. Uh, the baby hasn't got it. It doesn't appear. Uh, she felt warm a couple nights, but that was it. Uh, and my son, other than having to be kept inside and not play with his friends for a day or so, has really kind of pushed through. But we all have some brutal coughs, you know. Hmm. And especially when I lay down at night, it, it kind of it starts up. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know if I encountered this from my sister. She had it, and then I I, I got it. But it, it's been uh, it's been terrible. It's been I've never been sick. This is the sickest I've been. I think. Um, and it in June and nice sunny in June weather, in nice and, sunny weather. Yeah. And it's you're certainly not alone. You know, I mean, you see just people from all over the place, Canada, other places in the u.s you know just ah sick you know but it's not covid (laughs) it's like well yeah it's something i think they you know whether it's stuff they sprayed or injected and then it's spreadable from there or what what have you i don't 
I don't have a good hypothesis on what, but I think that just they're just going with the waves of toxins and bioweapons. I, I, I don't, you know, this is all to be taken with a grain of salt because I don't know anything, but I've never been sick like this. I mean, the day I went to visit my sister was June 10th. So that's actually 18 days ago. Yeah. And I'm still coughing. Like I, and I'm not an unhealthy person. I'm fairly thin. I exercise. I try and walk a couple miles a day. I've, I've, I've lifted weights in between here. I mean, I'm not a. This is incredibly long time for me to be sick. Incredibly long. It's abnormal as heck. And I'm like the sickest. It, it, you know, when it comes down to it, I'm, I'm a pretty healthy person. But when you isolate each member of my family, I have definitely. Uh, done more damage to my body by smoking for years and doing drugs and stuff. So sometimes I feel like when I when when it becomes a, a detox situation, I desperately am worse off than than other members of my family just because of all the bad stuff I did when I was younger. But it's kind of weird that you're playing this clip and and that in that it's Carrie Madey or whatever her name is. She was the original person. I actually. I tried one of her moves yesterday. I took an Epsom salt bath with a scrub brush. I took an Epsom salt bath, just filled it up with, with Epsom salts, and then used the scrub brush to basically scrub, you know, exfoliate or whatever. But I scrubbed my entire body, all the skin, my whole body, just scrubbed it in hot, hot water. And that is her, uh, that's, I, that's, I believe, her. Oh, it's. Kind of like a detox thing. Her, this is this is her detox thing. Hmm. Yeah, she talked about it as you know, and I didn't know if I have. I don't think I'm not saying I have nanoparticles in me or anything like that, but you know, she has a detox bath that she talks about, uh, which talks about you know, uh, EMF waves and Wi-Fi and everything else, and she says one way you can do it is just take a bath and uh, yeah, scrub, scrub down with this stuff and hopefully it can help well she talks a, a little bit more about the nanotech stuff in the next clip you want to roll through that yeah sorry i didn't mean to completely sidetrack you but this is uh no it's... couldn't couldn't hit any closer to home at this moment yeah. so we are on to uh nanotech researchers turning up dead there okay So I saw an outbreak um, in the area here in Georgia, um, you know, well over 10, was around 10, 15 years ago. But it was an extraordinary outbreak, so, and I was getting labs to prove it, and then labs to, to prove when it was cleared out. So it was being, it was a little Tim, tr hard to treat. Sorry. <coughs> it's, a, it's right after the last section we listened to, so she's talking about the walking pneumonia outbreak. Oh, so it, I, I should have introduced it better but she's still talking about walking pneumonia specifically so if you'd want to start it over that's sure fine. so i saw an outbreak um in the area here in georgia um you know well over 10 was around 10 15 years ago but it was an extraordinary outbreak and i was getting labs to prove it and then labs to prove when it was cleared out so it was being it was a little tr hard to treat at that time so this is when i started looking at the research on it and i found out that 
all those pictures of the electron microscopy of the uh, neurotoxin were deleted, wiped out, just completely scrubbed from the internet everywhere. They referenced them, but they were all gone. Um, I'd also found out that many of the researchers studying this organism were not alive, you know, had car crashes, all kinds of weird things. So she, you know, talks about not really wanting to research it anymore after, you know, everyone who's looking into it uh, was dead from strange accidents and what have you. Uh, but she does, and she talks about other stuff that she found. Uh, but, you know, in, in light of the same person having a, a plane crash within days of this interview, it's, I thought it was kind of interesting. Absolutely. So you got the... Oh, let's see. Uh, I titled this one the, the Whole Can of Worms there. This led to a whole can of worms opening up. I didn't know. I didn't realize it. CDC was calling me, public health department, um, some federal entities calling me about, hey, why are you, why are you um, testing so many people? You know, don't test them. Don't check for this. Also, don't check for tick illness. Stop it. We don't need these numbers coming out. They didn't want the data coming out. So uh, this, is, this is a very long story, but to shorten it, I didn't stop doing what I was doing. I didn't want to, I wanted to be a good doctor always. I am faithful to God and the sacredness of life, and I will always do what's right for the patient, period. So I didn't stop. So this pressure kept mounting, and then finally, at some point, I think they thought, well, maybe we can get her to join us. I, I don't know. And us, meaning um, maybe government programs or, in this circumstance, this is a, a a myriad of people from different backgrounds um, that, you know, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. I, you know, in this meeting, when we, I went to the, to this meeting, there were different people from like bigger corporations or big tech industries, or I was a small fish, but there they were thinking that they were a little bit um, exclusive of other people in the world, you know, a little bit above. And uh, I guess they thought I, I could, really think this was a great thing and, and be on their side. And, um, but I wasn't because they were talking about technology that included nanotechnology, what I learned about in med school by accident. And they went one step further there. This is just different backgrounds saying the world is going to change and we need to keep up in order to be um, relevant and in order to, to be fruitful in this new age. So what they're really talking about is add, moving on to something called transhumanism or the fourth industrial revolution. Everything was going to change. We didn't have a choice. And so it was better to be on their side called the controllers and the controlled using nanotechnology. And in that meeting, it was about using hydrogel, which is a nanolipid particle, you know, in these injections. And I learned everything they could do with that. And it was horrible. It was about controlling other people through an AI program. Once you had enough of this synthetic substance inside your body it was a biosensor, you became a walking computer yourself. So everything was analyzing you 24 seven, 365. And it wasn't about, oh, your blood pressure and your blood sugar. It was about finding out how many times you lied and then um, giving you an instant repercussion to make you not lie. And then also in integrating a social credit system 
you know, um, and it was, you know, looking at this big picture, if you think this is nice that no one lied, I mean, this is, it isn't. If you've seen the minority report, right, it's terrible. And an AI program would be in charge of this. These people in these meetings are completely, they have no wisdom because an AI program is cold. It doesn't believe in human life is sacred. So it looks at the most efficient machine, not a beautiful creation from God. So as you can imagine, it would be quite awful. You wouldn't have freedom of thought. We were also told that even dreams would be monitored if they went against the narrative that perhaps you could be in trouble for your dreams. You wouldn't have freedom of uh, to love or freedom to be yourself or freedom just to, to, I mean, think about that. And you're joining your body with something that's synthetic. Also, physically, we know it's, a, it's very dangerous. People's bodies don't tolerate it very well. But beyond that, who are they to say that they're better than us, these little tiny groups of people? Who are they to say what it is to be a good human? Who are they to say how the world should be? And who are they to say that they need to evolve our bodies? To me, I was introduced to this group of psychopathic narcissists that just weren't really quite human. And people following along were just little minions thinking that they wouldn't be part of this big plan. And, you know, leaving that, I never went back to another meeting, but um, I thought, surely these were just psychopaths. This won't come to fruition. But, you know, um, of course, we know now with these injections, when I read the ingredients, I saw these were the same ingredients they were talking about in these meetings in a scientific meeting I went to. And that's when I was, I was I cried because they're actually trying to use this new technology never unveiled on humanity on all of us randomly experimenting. Who are they to do that? They don't care about the carnage. They don't care about what happens, you know, because it's just an experiment. And then really their ultimate goal is to do uh, surveillance, which is spying and predictive policing. And then, then, then trying to modify your behavior through different mechanisms. I mean, I don't think people get the gravity of what that means. I think they just think it's, oh, I just lose a little privacy, that's it. So what if I just have a little digital ID? So what if it's just, you know, my body's, you know, my wallet? And so what if they know where I'm at? I mean, they, they should watch maybe some of these other movies because they could give them a more realistic idea, like the Minority Report, that it wouldn't be that nice. Um, you know, it's, it's something that we have the ability to stop right now. And that's something to really think about and not go further and not comply and, and, and to speak up and not be afraid to have a voice. And most of all, it's about bringing God back into everything. Because to me, when you're looking at all of this technology against us, this is beyond what we understand. Really, we're dealing with this. So, and it's also genetic modification. We need God. We need to pray. I said that many times, and I stand by that. Sounds like someone they, they might want to, you know, have an accident. And, yeah. you know, I, I agree with just about everything that she said there, other than, well, not other than, just... You know, I I do think they care about hurting people. They like hurting people. That's part of the appeal of it. And 
you know, that, that level of serving evil and getting in on it and you're in on the secret and, you know, the people are so dumb, you know, who, that it's, it's not really wrong to hurt them because look how dumb they are. You know, they, they're trusting enough to let this experimental medication be injected into them and into their kids and what have you. And the, when you step back, I mean, you really can see the agenda and it's tough to believe that people don't see it, but they, they don't, you know, until it hurts them or, but not bad enough to kill them or someone that they care about. And they start, well, wait a second, you know, these same people that I trusted are now ignoring me, ignoring my kid in a wheelchair, ignoring all of it. Maybe I should start listening to the people who were warning me it was a bad idea in in the beginning if only there was a group of people who were saying (laughs) don't do this don't do this don't trust these people this is a horrible idea like from the beginning right yeah yeah if only there was that but i mean hey i say that as someone who you know we've just deduced in the first 30 minutes of this show may have nanoparticles (laughs) and i didn't take anything right so well, yeah. that's the that's the other part of it too, and we've talked about this for a couple of years now. It's not as easy as just don't take the vaccine and you're fine. You know, this is a, a very wide spectrum attack through our through the seed oils, through the glyphosate, through the other pesticides, through the you know pasteurizing milk through food air water everything you know fluoridating the water supply all of it is a targeted attack so and it's it's extremely difficult to avoid all of it it really is and and she mentioned uh you know i threw the walking pneumonia stuff in there for you for your recent experience but then she did you notice she also in the second or third clip there mentioned they told her to stop testing for tick-borne illness. Really? I didn't, yeah. I didn't hear that part. So she, you know, th- this Lyme disease is a way bigger and more widespread thing than they admit. It's kind of, a, it's a weird inverse of COVID where they COVID have, a, they have right. a test that gives a lot of false negatives for Lyme disease, you know, where they had the false positives for for COVID, COVID. When, when they wanted it when that was part of the agenda now it doesn't seem to be as much so you know you don't hear people testing positive for covid nearly as much anymore they obviously changed whether it's the pcr cycles or they change the type of test or what have you but uh the i don't have any symptoms but i tested positive for covid thing doesn't seem to happen as much anymore Right. No. And, you know, my sister did, you know, she was, she's, she's been really sick. Uh, she's on, uh, I don't want to talk too much about her personal stuff, but there was other reasons why she actually may be sicker. Um, but the whole time always, t- which surprised me, right? Cause it's all these false positives, you know, when you're sick and right. any, with anything that of course it comes back as COVID and, and I don't care, you know, one way or the other. But she had taken several tests, and all of them came back negative for COVID, which was yeah. odd. But they, they've still got that in their back pocket if they want to... Ratchet the cycle know, count say up Say, like, oh, hey, you know, you tested positive for 
for a new variant or you tested positive for monkeypox or whatever they want to test you positive for, that scam is still very much um, available to them. And once they get this thing kind of all locked down to a science with a digital ID and everything else, it'll just be as simple as, you know, it'll be just like Minority Report, but it'll be like, oh, you weren't about to kill somebody, but you were about to leave the house and looks like you have pre-COVID. So, mm, yep. Yeah. Yeah, can't can't leave the house anymore. A, a friend of mine sent me a, a New York Times investigative journalism piece on China and their surveillance state, mm-hmm. which is actually pretty good. Um, but the I put it in the show. It'll be in the show notes. You have to like watch the video on their website. I don't think you can grab it. I didn't try to clip it, but uh, you kind of need the the video part of it anyway. But it's you know, they're pretty far advanced. I don't know if they're quite as far advanced as they like to claim. And I don't know that we're all that far behind them. Um, right. Sure. They just more explicitly, like, will say, yes, we're tracking this. And here are the consequences. Where here you've got all the cameras. You know, there's cameras yep. tied in everywhere. But they very rarely... You know, we'll even admit that that exists, right? But there's the, there's the weird cultural thing that's that's always a difference between China and the U.S. And you know, Chinese people are always, you know, baffled by the idea that Americans watch the news. Why would why would you watch the news? It's all just lies, right? But in the U.S., we still believe that there's you know the news could possibly be real. But in China, they like know for sure, like oh yeah, this is the this is the baloney that they're telling us right now. I'm I'm not watching this. So it's a different. It's just a different level of passive acceptance. Yeah, they they might be required to watch the news though. If they, you know, if that was, if they get their, you might get docked on your social credit score if you don't watch the news. Yeah, but, if it gets di- as dialed in as they want it, but they're not there yeah. yet. Yeah. Yeah, they just you just can't go anywhere. <laughs> well, depending. I mean, you know. Sometimes Depending on where you're at. So, yeah. yeah, sometimes you just, you know, got to lock down millions. You just got to lock down this stuff that's going to be exporting this product that we want to create a crisis in or, you know. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of smoke to the fire of their <laughs> of their shutdowns being tied to their economic collapse. Yeah, it's a it is a strategic agenda from China to the u.s to europe to russia and ukraine it's all you know it's a big club and we ain't in it so. but. when when does everybody get mad <laughs> i sent a clip to well, you and will uh you know it was just a guy who was begging the police not to tow his car because it was going to have to cost him money and he was just so viscerally angry Right. And I felt like, and he's just saying, I don't have any money. My life sucks. Like I don't, I can't, I don't have anything. I don't, you know, I don't make enough money. I can't buy anything. And it, it just, let me push the car over to the side of the road. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me be, you know, let, me, let me just, and it, it just felt like a much more desperate cry. You know, if you take away the fondle slabs and the, the passive, uh, you know, uh, attention, devices of these uh, phones and then all of the streaming services that you get and all this 
you know, people are really unhappy and then everything is really expensive and we are headed in a bad direction and gas is way too expensive and this is going to start to ripple down. Have you heard the new, the newest one? This is uh, the engine oil. No. Engine oil shortage. Which if they do this, this this could really shut everything down pretty quick. But they're, they're starting to say that there's no engine oil to change people's oil. I just, once, once you start losing engine oil, especially like a diesel oil for diesel trucks and stuff. Mm, oh, okay. You're four to six weeks out and then you're in some trouble. So yeah, I mean, anyway, it just... When you're driving constantly, you have to get your oil changed fairly regularly there for those trucks. Exactly, the million mile trucks and whatnot. So it just it just seems like we're headed in, in a bad direction and I keep waiting for people to get not that it's gonna be helpful, but I at least I'd like to see some sort of you know, some new good ideas could come out of people putting down their phone and realizing, Hey, this isn't great. Yeah. I went to get my oil change the other day. I don't know that there was a shortage, but I know it was certainly busy. It was, I ended up having to go four different places before I could get, get my oil changed in a reasonable amount of time. So, yeah, I did the same uh, about a month ago and I swore up and down. I will never go to another oil change place. As long as I live, I will do it myself. That is, <laughs> it's the worst. I cannot stand it. Can... I, I seriously, I could have changed my oil five times over by the time I made it through that line. It was the dumbest thing. I don't know why mm. I did it. Take five. Take five minutes and do it yourself. <laughs> Take five oil changes. Is that where you were? Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Well, anyway. We got we got one more of these okay. clips, and then we, we kind of already went into economic stuff, but I do want to play the last Carrie Midday clip. Back when I had my clinic and I wanted to know why was this happening? Why were they so against people getting healed and cured? Why, why was this happening, right? I, I stumbled upon Rosa Corey, K-O-I-R-E. She unfortunately died last year, but amazing whistleblower. She brought to the attention um, something called the Codex Alimentaris. It is the blueprint for everything happening right now. It's an international trade agreement that every country signed on decades ago. And it looks kind of like a farming bill, no big deal. But when you look, when you really look at it, it's um, a one world, everything. Everything's one world oriented. Um, all of it's connected. One world food bank, all, all the seeds, all the plants, all the animals, all the insects, everything is genetically modified. Um, it, it's, it's terrible. Even vitamins and anything organic is considered harmful. Everything synthesized is safe. Literally, even a vitamin and a mineral was, was reclassified as a poison and a toxin. This is not a joke. This is true. So I saw this and I'm like, dear gosh. And I actually um, found it was the World Health Organization working with them hand in hand, the World Health Organization. And they tasked the World Health Organization with um, saying, well, when we have full implementation, which they never described what that was, it was a 10-year plan. Within 10 years, how many people can we expect to die? Meaning it was implied that they wanted people to die, like a depopulation. And I can't remember the exact year, but if, and this was on public record, I, I can't find it recently, but they first it said 6 billion deaths. Then they went back quickly and they said, oh, we overshot. Uh, we think 3 billion deaths in the world. 3 billion? And they gave reasons, the World Health Organization. They said from starvation, you know, malnutrition, 
so foods without proper nutrients. And then also they mentioned infections, which happen to be bioweapons like mycoplasma pneumonia. So this was obvious to me what that meant, but this was their intention. And so this this was awful to find out. Then I happened to go to these meetings and you know, the, the Atlanta business owners meeting, Sanjay Gupta was there from CNN. This guy, you know, said this was his invention. He was just given the technology is not his, right? But here he is on Sesame Street and CNN trying to get your kids, woo them into getting these shots when really he was there at a business owners meeting telling us that the intent of this, this nanolipid particle, this hydrogel, was just to control those heathens out there. He doesn't think much of people. I mean, the two sides of that. So, I mean, their intent for people is to depopulate. You've seen this over and over, the United Nations, um, G20, um, these Davos, all these secret meetings they go to. And then also then, this is, this is eons too. This has been going on since the beginning of our written history. There's always been some people that think they're special, that they have a special bloodline for some reason, and they always think they have the right to control us. And they've been doing things throughout the eons. Now, this time, they want to get it right. They were out of control, too many of us, so they want to do the call, they call the culling, thin out the herd, and then the rest of us left over, mm, they have this technology. We'll make sure we have this technology in them so they can never get out of control again, never, you know. But it's also to me looking at this too. This this is that's their idea. But you see the symbolism everywhere. You see the number six six six, the the name Lucifer. You see that they actually are connected to satanic cults. They are connected to this. When you start opening your eyes, you'll see that this is a battle of good and evil, and that you know this this is a Luciferian kind of agenda, and so. Lucifer, Satan, demons, they're all dead. They're all in a dead world. They cannot create. That's why it's metaverse. Metaverse is the dead world. That's their world. And they want everyone to be into that electronic world. They want to change the body and slowly amalgamate it into that digital world. That's their idea. They want to change what it is, the image, to their image. They want us to never die, they say this, immortality through their ways of uploading consciousness and downloading it. They want to um, have everybody connected all, all the time, like this is some great ascension. It's not. It's a living hell because now you're connected to their hive mind and their information and what they do. They also want to use technologies like, oh, we can put this uh, nanolipid particle hydrogel, but it can rewrite memories. It can download memories so you don't have to learn anything. What? It's They're telling you what they're going to download. What are they downloading? They can also take a memory out. I mean, this isn't for the betterment of humanity. This is what they want. But think about it. If these are people that stand for satanic things, and if you look at their background, you'll find that. Or they've been to Epstein, they're for human trafficking, or they support it, or around people that do it. You know, adrenochrome is a real thing. All these things, that that's what they're affiliated with, and they use their symbolism. They use the number 666 everywhere in Lucifer. That's what they stand for. Why would you ever go and step in that direction? Because it's not, it's never going to be for the betterment of us. It's a trick. We have to realize that we've been lied to about everything, and that this is the, to me, it is the apocalypse, the lifting of the veil. We're seeing the unseen. We're really seeing the world as it is. And so now we have a choice. You know, do we want to go that way? Or do we want to go back to God? Because we left God. God didn't leave us. We bring God back. We start praying. 
I guarantee you, spontaneous healings, remissions are everywhere. We need to believe in that because that is true. Our bodies can heal from so many things. We need to start caring, loving our brothers and sisters, loving ourselves. Remember, this is our holy temple. That's a whole new way of being than what we are right now. So if we start doing that, I believe in that wholeheartedly. I believe in the word. I know that is possible. And I know that, you know, just making those steps, a way will be made for us. But I'll do anything I can not to be in that world. Even if I die, I'm fine because I know where I'm going. Well, well, I'm glad she didn't die, die, but that was, but uh, if that was her last statement before dying, that would have been, you know, she was, I don't know, it, it was a little bit eerie, it's almost like she had death on the mind to it to a certain extent but yeah and that was her most recent interview huh yeah as far as i know that was the the person that posted that claimed it was like from the day before basically so wow so that was and i mean she'd also been at an event some sort of you know medical freedom event i think and it's you know airline or airplane travel really is not secret you know if you know the call sign of a plane you can know where it's going and no we've definitely learned that from all of the internet sleuths out there who are yeah. constantly you know there was there was a one kid who i think he what he tracked elon's plane and the you know, the, the small planes too Elon tried to hire him afterwards because he yeah. like he basically just, leaked out where Elon was all the time. Yeah, just like here's some money, just stop. Yeah, <laughs> stop tried letting to buy him off. Yeah, <laughs> but he got too greedy, wanted too much money. But then he, uh, I don't know, there was some like, oh, but he's supporting Ukraine, so I won't track Elon's plane anymore. Some bogus woke thing from that. But, it, you know, the, the small plane there, the private plane thing, these small airports, there's one close to my house here, and there's no, you know, there's no real security that you can see. Sure. So if someone wanted to get access to your plane, park there while you're at a conference, it's not not impossible to imagine, put it that way. So. I was I was really shocked to see this week that uh, Governor Inslee of the uh, the former governor or excuse me the governor of my former state of Washington was boarding a uh, private plane after talking about climate change and running on <laughs> climate change for all these things and he was uh, getting on his own private plane which is weird. <laughs> bit well, of a, it's bit of a come to terms with your hero moment, you know. Yeah, he was such a, a genuine. Uh, maybe he's not the man I person. thought he was. So. Turns out, making the Washington State Patrol drive you back and forth from Olympia to Bainbridge Island not the best for the environment. I don't know. Yeah, it's. Uh, Kerry Maday mentioned Sanjay Gupta on Sesame Street, and I don't oh have that gosh. clip. I, I think we, I think we might have played that clip there. Yeah, that? yeah, Because yeah, I have a real. I have a real hate, hate. It's a real hate, hate relationship with Gupta. I cannot stand this man. Yeah. 
yeah. watching well, him she... watching him go on Rogan is enough to make your skin. It's it was weird. It was really yeah. weird. And at least Rogan like confronted him. Like, dude, what in the world are you guys doing over there? And uh, he he just kind of played it off, and then oh, it just makes my skin crawl. CFR. Yeah. Ugh, ugh, ugh. But uh, I do, I do have a Sesame Street clip. It doesn't involve Gupta, but uh, Elmo got the COVID vaccine. Yeah, I think we played this clip too, bro. This is uh no, I believe this is a new one. Oh, good. Here we go. Now Daddy has super duper bandages just like Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> you were super duper today, getting your COVID vaccine, Elmo. Yeah, there was a little pinch, but it was okay. Elmo was really glad to have Daddy and Baby David there with him. Baby David, uh, where are you? I had a lot of questions about Elmo getting the COVID vaccine. Was it safe? Was it the right decision? I talked to our pediatrician so I could make the right choice. <laughs> I learned that Elmo getting vaccinated is the best way to keep himself, our friends, neighbors, and everyone else healthy and enjoying the things they love. Oh, Daddy, oh, Elmo and baby David have a question. Oh. Can we have a hug? Oh, come <laughs> here, son. Oh, Elmo loves you, Daddy. I love you, too. It's okay to have questions about COVID vaccines for your kids. Get the latest facts by speaking to your pediatrician or healthcare provider. Hmm. Narrator, the pediatrician is the last person you should talk to. <laughs> uh, I don't know, bro. How, how much? Uh, how much money would you? I don't know. I don't even know. There's no... Uh, if you're going to ask the question, I think you're going to ask. There's no amount of money. Yeah, there's no amount of money. No I amount can't of imagine... There's no amount know, of money. I'm pretty, much, I'm pretty much going to have to stand in front of somebody at some point and answer for all the things I yeah. did to my children. And uh, yeah, no amount of money for that one. None. Zero. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not... Not a thing. I mean, I guess you can't can't even trust Sesame Street. It's a shocker. It is. <laughs> oh man. They think we're dumb. They think you're dumb. They think we're all dumb. So who who is that? Because that was the Sesame Street Twitter account that put out that clip. Right. Okay. Who is that targeted at? <clears throat> well, I mean. Sesame Street in general is targeted at uh, children, obviously. Um, But it's also on public television, like public access television. So it's a lot of poorer children. And then it's also used by parents who don't have time to babysit. You know, need the screen to babysit their kids. So I would say... uh, Possibly they, the poor children, or even uh, right. But the kids aren't on Twitter, right? I mean, kids and minorities. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. But, but it's probably it, taken from the show, yeah. Yes, but it again, it was put out by them on which I don't know who's following Sesame Street on Twitter. You know, I I just got it from all the people hating on the the clip, which might have been the idea. Who knows? But hold on, back up. You don't follow Sesame Street on Twitter? I don't follow Sesame Street on Twitter. Well, yeah, this is... I guess all my heroes are going down today. So, 
First yeah, in, Inslee in his private plane, and you don't even follow <laughs> Sesame Street on Twitter. Yeah. Well. Let's play the, the Laura Logan clip, because I put that in last week right after our last show, and I don't remember what that clip is. That's good. Let's hit it. <clears throat> Oldie but a goodie. Really what happened is I was asked to comment on Dr. Fauci uh, taking the position that if anyone uh, criticized him, they were criticizing science since he is mm. science. He said this to Margaret Brennan from CBS on a Sunday program, and he said this to a bunch of other people. And so um, they were doing a segment on this. And my response was, you know, when I talk to people, um, I talk to a lot of people about this, obviously, because COVID affected so many people. I said, what they tell me is they, they don't see Fauci as science. They see him much more as uh, Dr. Mengele, Dr. Joseph Mengele, the Nazi doctor, than science. And that is absolutely true. I hear that all the time. In fact, what many doctors have said to me and intelligence people and bioweapons specialists um, and uh, did I lose you there? Yeah. Yeah, you're back. You're back. What many intelligence people and bioweapon specialists and others have said to me, and um, and nurses and healthcare professionals, is that basically Fauci will be known as the greatest mass killer in history once yeah. we get, um, you know, the whole truth, and once we get to the other side of this, if we make it to the other side of this. That was a good clip. Narrator, I clipped it. We didn't. <laughs> but uh you know I, i'm certainly on the side of fauci being a mass killer that's that's how i think of him but. the worst also convenient hiatus i'm i'm starting to notice like when the elites want to kind of hide for a bit oh, got the covid, COVID test. Uh, got the covid yeah i'm just <laughs> see i'm just glad that uh but uh, thank Trudeau, you, Vaccine. I'm, I'm just glad that Trudeau... Uh, thank you, Vaccine. It would have been worse. I'm just glad that Trudeau really took the opportunity at the overturning of Roe versus Wade to weigh in on <laughs> what's going on here in America. There was a, a hilarious like retweet or response or something to this effect, and it was a... It's a hey, there's a big uh, hubbub about what Justin Trudeau said about... Uh, Roe versus Wade being overturned. Below, I made a map that'll help him uh, in the future to not stick his foot in his mouth. And it just had the map, and it just said Canada. And then it showed the United States, and it said, not Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a... There's a certain class of people that, you know would rather have Trudeau you know it's like Trudeau's like the the competent one compared to Biden but yeah it's uh for the the great majority of Americans not really a fan of uh Trudeau or other you know especially England you know it's like yeah it's kind of like a, a British person lecturing us on on guns it doesn't sure. go over well also uh my Entire, my mom's side of the family lives in Canada. Not a single Trudeau fan amongst them. They no. they are constantly sharing anti-Trudeau memes with me. And they're surprised at how many I can follow up and send back to them. So <laughs> definitely no no Trudeau love. Because he's been foist on them just like Biden's been foist on us. This 
Oh yeah. Dr- this drama teacher that nobody likes. It's got yeah. some some strange the, like thirty percent of the people vote for him and he yep. wins the election somehow. Yep. Yep. Is- he's got this strange like background where he's like, Well, I kinda slept with a student maybe and there was kind of a payoff, so no big deal. But I'm the Yeah. I'm not, the- not not allowed to uh be a teacher anymore but you can be prime minister of the country yeah i'm the drama teacher in 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 chief so let's uh let's do this then you know maybe the illegitimate child of fidel castro i mean from all the photos i've seen i think maybe the illegitimate child is like a little (laughs) too soft yeah a little soft i'm 100 percent convinced on that one yeah that one and uh the what is it? Webster Hubble being Chelsea's dad. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks just like yeah, yeah. Webster Hubble for sure. So, well, uh, we got. Uh, ooh, I got bad news. This just came out from the Babylon Bee. Have you seen this story yet? No. no. All right. Breaking news. Hold on a second. Breaking news. Breaking news. Appears that Elmo has died of myocarditis after oh. receiving COVID vaccine. So, uh, unfortunately, he was tick- oh. tickled one too many times <laughs> with the COVID vaccine. That is Co- coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, what? What it, is that? The one that has a sudden Muppet death syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> No, this has a uh, uh, Eastern Indian-looking man wearing a surgeon, uh, uh, some sort of military uniform, and an old lady. I think this is the same people that administered the vaccine to him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what do we go? What are we doing next? We going to let's do donations. Let's let's take a break. Yeah, we, get, we got. Uh, stay tuned for some. Two staples of the show being mixed together in the second half of the show. Football and Andrew scares everybody with vaccines. No, no, but it's a it's a tease. You'll find out after. All right, stay with stay with us through our hour long uh, donation segment. <laughs> okay, as you guys may have noticed, we are a podcast that does not take advertisements we will not be doing any ad reads also i think i don't know about andrew but i could be really bad at ad reads like i'm glad i don't do them just listening to uh you ever listen to the uh the podcast with the ads which one was i listening to recently oh um smartless have you heard this one nope no smartless it's kind of funny it's uh will arnett and then uh jason bateman i don't and the this other guy i think he's an actor on broadway but they they each get somebody on and uh only one of them knows who it is and they bring him on but this i think last week it was chris pratt which i'm a big chris pratt fan from up there and north of lake stevens or right in lake stevens area north of seattle christian guy and everything else but anyway hearing will arnett and uh jason bateman riff off each other is always hilarious because they're both very dry but uh you know Will Arnett has that like amazing voice, and his reads, his his reads of ads are annoying because all ad reads are annoying. But I thought, well, you know, I mean, if you're gonna have your somebody do it, at least it'd be 
Will Arnett because I, I wouldn't be able to read this ad this well. So anyway, you, no ad you, reads here. You would be better than Obama doing an ad read. So, <laughs> so it's time for you to try this new pair of pants. Have you purchased missiles from Raytheon lately? <laughs> you could be eligible for a two-for-one deal. Are you a country not on the Axis of Evil list? We'll sell weapons to you. Is your skin darker than mine? If not, you could qualify. You could qualify for... All, all of the weapons. Anyway, as you guys know, we don't do ads because we are a listener-supported podcast. We have decided to be solely listener-supported, so that means that people send us their time, talent, and treasure. Uh, time with uh, making jingles, the wonderful intro music you heard uh, to begin this show. That's uh, someone's time and talent right there. People send us uh, treasure. Sometimes people send us Bitcoin. They send us PayPal. They send us P.O. Box checks. Uh and then, uh, yeah, that's 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 how this whole, that's how this whole thing works. I, we got our good friend Chris from, gosh, I'm not gonna mess this up. He is in a suburb of Kansas City, but he lives in Missouri. And he's texting me the other day that he's praying for me. Hey, it's Sunday morning, and I'm praying for you. Wanted to let you know I'm praying for you and whatnot. And that's uh, I, I, much appreciated because. I could use all the prayers I could get this last week just to feel healthy, just to get going. So anyway, we appreciate everybody giving back in any way that they can. And this week, for episode 279, there was a couple people that answered the call. If I was to say a couple people answered the call, literally <laughs> two. I mean, the, you, you, you... I think I would have got one of them. You got one of them? You think you would have got one of them? <laughs> Danny from Medford, Oregon with a $25 donation. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Danny. And then John from Swallowfield, Berkshire, UK with $10. This is his monthly donation. So thank you guys for the monthly, excuse me, Will. Thank you, John, for the monthly donation. Uh, we do appreciate the monthly donations quite a bit. If anybody out there wants to uh, support the show, you know, just you can give five bucks, two bucks, one buck, $25, whatever you can a month. That sort of stuff helps, keeps the lights on and, uh, you know, helps uh, to subsidize our uh, super lavish lifestyles out here where uh, Andrew's working from home and I am uh, also uh, house, <laughs> also working from home, but uh, uh, neither of us bringing in all kinds of dough. So any little bit helps, especially in this inflationary cycle. Yes. Yeah. We're, you know, I work from home, so I don't drive that much. I don't have a daily commute and still every five days out oh, there's another 80 bucks for the for the minivan but yeah that's just for for gas yeah 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 so the land rovers good for the end of the world apocalypse situation where i'm driving a four-wheel drive over zombies or something but uh <laughs> bad for the whole hey not great on <laughs> Fuel efficiency there. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, thank you to Danny and John. Yes, and thank, thank you guys. thank you to the last week and the uh, week before we had 
some good donations as well. So thank you for this month. And that's, I guess that's part of the problem with actually doing a show one week later instead of almost two weeks later is less time for for donations. But yeah, I mean, we do, we we got one show in uh, well, by the a week later. So hey, it was totally my fault. We missed that last one. It's just this sickness thing. It's really really been getting me down. So uh, yeah. we. Uh, but we're back at it. We're 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 plugging along, and uh, yeah. And I believe, let's see, I believe all the books should be in the mail. So if you should be getting a book and don't get it this next week, let me know. Yeah. So it's, I, I think yeah, you got everybody. I, I want to find. I want to find out uh, before six months later when the post office returns it. <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we got everybody, the, their books. So and I emailed everybody and got answers from many people. So, yep. so the the two <clears throat> staples of RRN. Okay, here we go. And donations. Together. We got to come up with some donation. I'll, I'll come up with like a donation jingle or something. We got to close these segments out. So. No, you don't. You don't want to close it out because... If you're someone like me who fast forwards through the donation segment, mm-hmm. you want to make it hard on people. You don't want them to be able to like listen to that for that jingle and then then know it's the end. So, okay. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I'm... Just, we we don't do transitions very well on our podcast. So why start with the a post donation jingle? This Rosa Corey, by the way, this is quite the the person here. This oh, is yeah. a, uh, yeah. You knew about her? Yeah. She was really in the... That's crazy. I, People were kind of questioning her death as suspicious. I don't remember exactly what the circumstances oh, were. Oh, it's extremely but... suspicious, yeah, especially yeah. the timing of it. May 22nd. Yeah. Uh, behind the green mask and the UN Agenda 21. Yep. She was she was a danger because she was a uh, self-professed feminist, lesbian, Democrat, but then she was extremely anti-green. So this is a this is a person that could really get people to listen to them. Well, she yeah she knew the agenda and then came out against the. Wouldn't go along with the real agenda there. So yeah. that is, and it it does seem that uh, whatever occult, you know, code of ethics is probably the wrong word, but like rules, if you're on the inside and then like talk about what you saw or turn against them, you're much more likely to get killed off. Right. As opposed to someone who's just an outsider and just on a tiny little podcast and doesn't actually know anything and you can just leave us alone. Thank you. So. <laughs> Luke Luke Rakowski types. <laughs> you know, well, I I was thinking RRN types. Yeah. You know, no, I can, like four people listen to the podcast. So don't worry about it. It's yeah. fine. Look into the numbers. Not that many people listen. Yeah. 
so. All right. Uh, so the two people, RFK Jr. and Ice Age Farmer. Ice oh, Age no. Farmer was on with RFK on his podcast. Whoa. So I, you know, I was excited. Christian Westbrook is Ice Age Farmer's actual name. Uh, but, you know, he titles his channel Ice Age Farmer. It's kind of like Will is truth is stranger than fiction. So, sure. You know. uh, let me see. I had order listed here. Let's do. I think they're more or less in order. So RFK and Ice Age Farmer on Seed Banks and Bill Gates. International. Seed Banks also, so. Seed Banks were created to preserve <laughs> heritage seeds that humanity has used to grow crops in some cases for 20,000 generations. And a lot of those seeds were being lost. Uh, there was an international effort to preserve them. We preserve them in seed banks across, around the world, about a dozen seed banks. And somehow Bill Gates has gone and gotten control of those seed banks and is doing genetic engineering on the seeds in order to alter them just enough so that he can patent them. <laughs> and it's a really, it's a bid to create a new asset class, which is nature. No, multi-trillion dollar asset class that where all of the comments can be liquidated for cash, can be privatized and owned, including our food. And part of that effort appears to be Gates's crusade to control farmland in our country and around the world. He is now the biggest owner of farmland in the United States. And as you said, part of the agenda seems to be getting human beings off the farm. He's partnered with Apple and Google to create robotic farmers and it's a very, very kind of a sinister agenda. Without a doubt, a lot of that flows from the, the Gates Ag One Foundation that was set up just to do exactly what you say. They say, well, we're going we're gonna to bring enlightenment to agriculture, enlightenment, and here's our special CRISPR-engineered seeds that are going to give you better yields and keep you coming back for more. Yeah, it's it, it, sinister. It only begins to really scratch the surface, if you ask me, of, uh, of the depth of how evil this, this agenda really is. Yeah, I mean, you said a lot there, and I'm just trying to think the seed banks are another example of of how they, yeah, how they are trying to centralize and then take control over this, really, the, the library of Earth's genetics that have gotten us this far. And that is one thing I think those those efforts are noble, and we should all actually continue to do that. The, the problem, if you ask me, the problem there was that it was a centralized effort, right, collecting all of these things in one place, which then afforded him the opportunity to seize control. And that's why I think the key word, you know, as you said at the outset, the key action that we all have to be taking right now is to be doing it ourselves, is to be growing things in our own garden, is to be saving those seeds. And that's, again, this is the way it was done. That's why you have the mortgage lifter uh, heirloom variety of tomatoes, because it actually saved, you know, Uncle Jim Bob's house three generations ago, or Granny had her special zucchinis that always uh, were prolific come fall. There were, there were people and stories behind these heirloom varieties because that's that's where they all came from and they've been sort of filtered down to a few select few that maybe we recognize and then the, the the big few varieties that are owned by the seed companies at this point and they just want to continue to corral people in those directions i didn't know bill gates had got a hold of the seed banks this is not good no 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 it's not i, I knew he had that 
We covered the story where he's got the one in Norway. The seed vault. Yeah, the yeah. Norway seed vault. Yeah. Which I don't know if the terms are interchangeable or if they're distinct. But yeah, the... They're definitely not interchangeable. Yeah. The, we've talked about the seed vault for the whole length of our show, I think. But Yeah, but this, it's kind of, it's just, it's a good, I mean... It really puts things in perspective to think that they, you know, I'm thinking 20, <laughs> 2010, 2011, 2012, they locked away all the right. good seeds that we've had for thousands They're and like, thousands oh, yeah, of the years. G- GMO stuff is fine. FDA says it ah, looks like it. Then it it is it. We don't have to worry about it. But, uh, you know, like we should probably put all the real seeds somewhere safe. Yeah. You know. Nowhere that the commoners could ever get to them. Right. But, uh, yeah. yeah, just Bill Gates will take care of the key. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's, I don't know. I mean, it's an old Alex Jones talking point where they plan on going into their bunkers, mm-hmm. underground cities and what have you, wiping everybody out, and then coming back out and basically replanting with the the seed vault stuff and starting over again. I don't know who they expect to do the work because it's not going to be Bill Gates out there in the field himself. I can tell you that, but yeah, that's, well, that's what seemed I, like a very well thought out plan. In my well, opinion, that's when I told you last week that they were, uh, planning on going to New Zealand. So this is, it seems like a, a good enough time to insert this. I found a document this week. You've got the documents. I found a document. Did you know that the Rockefeller Foundation made a document on July 28th, 2020 called Reset the Table? Meeting um, meeting the mo- the moment to transform the US food system. That's funny. I th- I believe uh I don't know if I clipped that part or not, but Christian Westbrook did talk about the Rockefeller stuff a, a little bit, but I believe he was talking about something earlier, not the 2020 thing. Yeah. So, uh, you're talking about lo- maybe lockstep or something? No. Something no. different. Yeah, this I thought was interesting, but this is, uh, yeah, it's a paper. They, you know, in the middle of all the, the lockdowns and the world's scared of COVID, the Rockefeller Foundation puts out a, a paper called Resetting the Table. Nice white paper on. Uh, how to transform the U.S. food system. Let me guess. They want uh, to go all organic, uh, real animal products, and just, you know, get rid of GMOs, get rid of glyphosate. That's what their reset is about? No. Inequity in the system. Oh, okay. So The so- opportunity to give fundamental change needed to the U.S. food system in equity. Like, bring equity. So we need everyone to eat soy and bugs. Equally. Equally. Yeah. Yes. yes. Other than if you're actually a Rockefeller. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Do you want to read part of it or what? No, I mean, it's just... just a, <laughs> it's a, a point for further research there? A point for further research and it'll be okay. in the show notes, but... Schools are anchors of community nutrition. Introduce stuff through the, the schools to make it normal. Oh, like it, the British school where they're having the kids eat bugs? Yeah. 
invest in equity and shared prosperity. It's just a milly-mouthed, uh, we're going to change it all up so yeah. that everybody doesn't have food. So, <laughs> Yeah, and they uh, actually, uh, Ice Age Farmer and Bobby Kennedy talked about um, how the, the Gates Foundation really just hand in hand with the Rockefeller Foundation took over the basically as being the face of the agenda but it's all the same you know, yeah. it just keeps moving forward but uh, let's do the uh, post animal economy clip that agenda really it really gets kind of diabolical is the whole fake food trend which we're being pressured constantly at restaurants at grocery stores through advertising and through kind of a moral rectitude telegraphing and signaling to eat fake foods like impossible burgers and when you actually look into them they are the opposite of healthy they're the opposite of environmental friendly but they again allow these chemists to control our food supply that's it. And I'm glad you said they're both, they're terrible for us. They're full of phytoestrogens and all sorts of nasty, it just looks like dog food, really, when you look at the ingredient labels. But but also it was important that you mentioned, it's also terrible for the environment because all of these products come from this soy protein that's, or, or pea protein, either of which are farmed in vast monoculture, you know, monocropped farms, which is the beginning. This is the genesis of the problem that we're describing today. That's how we got into a position of food shortage in the first place was these modern commercial monocropping farms. And that's why we need to be talking more about the return to, again, decentralized and regenerative systems that can be producing for all of us going forward. Absolutely. And, and part of the, I mean, part of, you know, when you have a monoculture, the only way it is, it's like a circus for pests. And the only way to preserve monocultures from pests is the intensive use of chemical pesticides. So those impossible burgers that you're eating because you think you're being healthy are actually just, you're just eating glyphosate and neonicotinoids and the worst kind of witch's brew of toxics that you're putting in your system every time you bite into an impossible burger. Yeah, and you're, you're exactly right. Well, a, uh, a circus of insects, though, is a buffet of uh, cash for Monsanto, right? So there's a reason that these same industries are involved in, in this takeover of agriculture. They want to be there from the get-go. And even there, I think it's clear at this point that we're at the, the tail end of a dying, you know, these are not sustainable. And so when I say that, it means you can only sort of play that game and deplete the soil and spray nasty, toxic stuff on your crops and eke out a yield for so long. And we're getting to the end of that paradigm, I mean, not just from the depleted soil, which means that the vegetables in our supermarkets aren't actually nutritious anymore. Not only that, but, you know, for example, I saw a story coming out of Florida that said that there's a, a citrus disease that's been gradually taking more and more of the production out of the trees. And at this point, they're, you know, the scientists are frantically working on it, but they're just now trying to extend the life cycle of these trees by a couple more years, and then we'll deal with the problem when we get there, right? It's all, it's a massive case, not just the oranges, but across the board of kicking the can. How long can we get away with these terrible agricultural practices? How long can we get away with shoving animals into unspeakably horrible conditions in these CAFOs, the concentrated animal feeding operations? You know, no one in their right mind would advocate that this kind of monocropping at scale or the CAFOs are the right way to do things. 
or even a moral way. It's just, it's atrocious. And I think everyone would say that. The, the next step though is not just to condemn the way we've been doing it, because I mean, that's what's being done is they're pointing at this thing that they have created and saying, this is disgusting. And that's why we need to fail forward into, you know, our CRISPR modified fake meat and into our genetically engineered dinosaur. They've actually done some, there's a few companies, some of which Bill Gates funds that are looking at uh, taking extinct animal DNA and then recreate, it's like Jurassic Park all over again, recreating meats so you can experience the mouthfeel and unique taste of a woolly mammoth. This is the kind of technocratic nastiness that they want to. That's why I say they're defiling the food supply. All of this is why there's a war on real regenerative practices and on good animal husbandry practices. They just want to point at the nasty things, the CAFOs and all these things that they've created that are terrible, and then say, that's why we have to do away with all animals. I mean, the the World Economic Forum actually talks about the post-animal economy. And so when I say there's a war on meat, that's not rhetoric and that's not an exaggeration. This is all actually very much in the open, heading towards that post-animal economy. So how do we fight against a post-animal economy? Buy some steaks with Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a a sub-stack plug for if people haven't seen out there. I finally wrote another sub-stack. You did. It was a good one. I I enjoyed it. Thank you. But I I thought he made some good points and kind of tied a lot of stuff together there, which a lot of it we've talked about, but but just kind of an, an overview of, you know, they're creating the, they're the ones doing these horrible monoculture, horrible animal condition practices. And then they're saying, oh, but let us control what happens next. Instead of, you know, having animals be able to graze and, and be like animals were a hundred years ago, a thousand years ago. Uh, we want to just get rid of animals and you can't have any animals anymore and we'll give you, uh, you know, GMO soy wrapped into it or turned into a, a possible burger with some synthetic flavor, flavors thrown in and fake blood. You know, it's, which I really enjoy how much RFK hates the impossible burger because his wife eats them. But anyway. It almost sounded like in that in that cliff that he she was stopping to eating him because it almost I can almost hear the two of them and, like <laughs> having a having an argument about it. But he's he's talking about how like how look how pressured we are to do this constantly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of a recurring theme. I think I've played a, a clip of him talking about his wife eating those things previously. But no, you absolutely have, and then I mentioned it again last week. But it, no, it's. Uh, I'm just yeah. saying this this new this new you know this new clip we just heard makes me think eh, maybe they're they're at least talking and, about look how pressured we are to eat this crap. And his crap. his podcast uh, no advertisers on RFK's Defender podcast. So gotta love that. Nothing wrong yeah. with that. Very cool. And we we mentioned Canary Cry earlier, but shout out to them for passing 500 episodes. How is it possible that they have more episodes than we do, Tim? They started way after us. Not way, way after, after us. Uh, so, years. We'll say does years that even, after us. Does that even count their Canary Cry episodes? Or is that 
500 Canary Cry News Talk episodes. Well, they do three podcasts a week. That's... Three a week, so that's 150 a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're closing in on 300. We're 20 away from 300, which will put us the uh, same amount as Future Quake, believe it or not. It only took us t- 12 years. <laughs> yeah. Little Future Quake, every episode, Dr. Future would read someone's book and come up with insightful questions for that person on it. So it's, that was a lot more work than what, what we do, but yeah, it's as far as number of episodes go, they, they did some just kind of news story episodes towards the end too, but yeah, but, uh, all right. I don't know how we got there, but let's, let's come back. We got one more clip and then we can, can wrap it up as far as I'm concerned. So sounds good. But we can't have Ice Age Farmer clips without talking about production facility stuff. So. We've heard also um, about food plants being destroyed and food, food uh, shipments and supply chains. How real is all that? I mean, I don't know how you would say it's fake. These things are actually exploding. And when you look at the frequency of these events, you know, it, it was already on an uptick a couple of years ago when I started talking about how our, it seems like our food supply. Give an example of a plant that's been destroyed. I can give you a, a litany of examples from grain silos and grain elevators, plenty of barn fires. The port of Beirut is one that's particularly noteworthy because it's not only was it a huge explosion, but it has catapulted Lebanon into a, a food crisis in which you know they've already got an economic crisis. And so the situation is pretty dire down there. But that was a very visual example because that's their main grain reserve right there in the port which exploded and so they were up a creek at that point with the u.s there's there's just many more facilities but there have been sugar refineries uh, grain elevators and grain silos like i said which means the farmers often have no place to take the wheat when they harvest and you can find a video that i made that just goes through a long list of these things in fact if you go to icehfarmer.com fire there's a map of some number of these events right there that's that's a good convenient way to to pull up the data yeah, I mean, during the COVID crisis, you had the same thing happen to ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine production right. facilities, including one of the biggest in the world, which was in Taiwan, that was uh, mysteriously burned to the ground in a what was called an, an unsolved arson fire. We talked about that Beirut story, the yep. explosion when it happened, but we didn't, I don't know if anybody really followed up on it, but. Well, I mean, I think we did, I remember talking about briefly because I had a former coworker who uh, was first generate. no, she immigrated from, she grew up in Lebanon. Um, and we talked a lot about Lebanon, she and I, and uh, I was always trying to keep up with what was going on there because it's always interesting to have international friends or and coworkers and whatnot and right. hear what's really happening there from them and their family members instead of the news. And she, we were often talking about how bad inflation had got there over this last year. Every time we would speak, we would talk about how her family's having a hard time getting enough food and the inflation is really out of control. And it just showed... Uh, you know, I think it was 2020, the, the, you know, the economy hadn't quite tanked to the point that it had now. And then, uh, 
you know, in 2021, you know, the same amount of money would get you like a quarter of the groceries. Uh, mm. and, the, and there had been bank runs and people had been locked out of their bank account. They were no longer allowed to withdraw and it was a huge mess. So they were kind of on the front edge of that. Yeah, I think so in a lot of ways. Kinda, it's certainly spreading. It's not just Lebanon anymore, that's for sure. No, no, that's for sure. You were. I'm, I'll, that was that. That was a weird day, though. I remember you texted me like, "Hey, did somebody just start a nuclear war in Lebanon?" Because <laughs> that yeah, was. I a, mean, the that was a crazy was, explosion. Yeah. And there was some suspicion that Israel did it, and then they didn't really deny it, but they kind of denied it, type deal. Yeah. And then there it, was it's, supposed it, to be weapons stored there. I don't know. The cover story was just, "Hey, don't worry." Uh, it was an accident. It was just some ammonium right, that went up. Yeah. Some ammonia. It's all yeah. just an accident. So, I'll, I'll run through some stuff I threw in the folder that we didn't get to. Uh, Prince Charles took millions in cash from Qatari Sheikh. Like, literally just suitcases full of cash. Suitcases and shopping bags stuffed with millions of dollars. <laughs> so, that's, you know... Totally legit, but we can get mad at uh, at American golfers taking the money from the Saudi Arabians, but uh, you know, Prince Charles, that's that's totally fine. I guess he's not officially, you know, he wasn't king, so is it okay for royalty to apparently, you know, it doesn't have the the rules that a prime minister would have? I guess I don't know. I mean, you just take the money where you can get it. You know, pallet here, yeah, just, pallet there, duffel I'm bag sure, here. I'm sure he didn't want any, like, favors for for that money. I'm sure it was all just a, a gift. <laughs> just keeping it friendly. Uh, we did not... We talked about COVID vaccine stuff, but uh, the FDA's future framework for COVID vaccines where they... They just say, well, it, as long as it's pretty much like these COVID vaccines, we don't really need to test them. We'll just say it's yeah, pretty yeah. similar. It's just like the GMO food deal. You know, it looks like a tomato. No need to do any testing. So, uh, I threw in some financial stuff on the bullwhip effect. Kind of the idea is that inflation will continue in kind of your necessities categories like food and gasoline uh, but will prices will probably I guess this theory is that the prices will collapse in the stuff you don't absolutely have to have uh, which makes sense if you're spending all your money on food and gas and you don't have to get new clothes or you know sporting equipment or whatever else it is people are just going to stop buying it so there's already some signs of that retail stores where it's kind of like well you know we'll give you your money back but can you not return the product because we've got too much junk here already i told you that i told you about that that amazon was doing that on some items not only are they auctioning off the you know, big pallets of the returned items because it, it's more cost effective than for them to take it back in and try to resell it. Right. But a lot of the items, if you go to return it, they don't, they're like, eh, no need to return it. Yeah. So it's an interesting situation where there's 
shortages of some things and too much of other things. You know, one thing I've, I'm, I'm uh, fully convinced of, there will never be a Doritos shortage. There will never be a, a Coca-Cola shortage. Yeah. There will never be a you know, fruit punch Gatorade shortage. There will never be shortage of these things. These things are ubiquitous. They will be in every gas station from here to kingdom come forever for the same exact reasons that the liquor stores were allowed to stay open during covid they don't want you better you've got people addicted to the poison and you're just going to keep feeding it to them you're not going to risk risk the unrest of people not being able to get their their drugs of choice there how did I miss this? I just watched the Lebanon explosion and then aftermath, the Lebanese explosion and aftermath. And yeah, sure enough, there's grain all over the place that like right next to that explosion, there's grain silos. They're just, you know, completely devastated and grain, you know, all the way down into the water. Yeah, I, I do not think that we covered the grain aspect of it. Right. That we were thinking like, oh, it's was to cause a food shortage. Yeah. Right. But right there in the, in the aftermath of it, it's just, it's, yeah, the, one of the things that blows up, that is their grain silos, right? It's right there. It's the main building that explodes just next to the plant. Yeah. Goodness gracious. So did you see the Amtrak train deal? I did see the Amtrak train. That was, uh, I think you sent me that. And yeah. We're talking about how uh, 90 miles an hour was pretty fast. Seems like it's Amtrak. fast for an Amtrak train, doesn't it? I yeah. mean, it, well, so we're from see, but we're, we're up there in the Northwest, it, the train, the tracks all run along the water along the coast. There's no way right. you're doing ninety. <laughs> yeah, every, everything is right along the Columbia River where yeah. where I see trains, you know, yep. or saw trains, and it's yeah, you never see a train going faster than maybe fifty miles an hour. Yeah, tops. maybe exactly, and that's the same in Seattle because. You know, you'll have literal uh, mudslides. That's a that's a common occurrence in the Northwest. Mudslides or landslides, and so you can't go flying down the coast at ninety miles an hour. It's not a thing. And there was a a train hit a truck uh, actually right by my house there in in Oregon, uh, and the the truck just got high centered crossing the tracks, and then you know <clears throat> bad timing before they could get the truck off of there but the driver wasn't in the truck i don't think anyone got hurt but for that one but this one yeah it was a passenger to train and hit a dump truck so not not ideal just interesting based on what we talked about last week with the you know stuff's falling apart you fired a bunch of people for the vaccine and then you're coming up with excuses to break down the supply chain and they talk about it on no agenda, but they haven't mentioned the fact that Warren Buffett owns a huge piece of, uh, you know, the railways, like a huge piece of it. So right. This is, to me, this is a Warren Buffett operation there. But. So. Hmm. I don't think Warren Buffett's bad. I mean, I've seen him eat an ice cream before. <laughs> so. You've you've seen him in. 90% of the pictures of him eating ice cream, just coincidentally. Did, did you think it was weird when they, they tried that with Biden? 
Yeah, oh, they I, they I, definitely I, did try that with Biden, and he screwed up the eating ice cream. He, he can't screwed even up do that like a normal cream. person. No, and it, now those 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 images are forever burned in our brain of Biden wearing his his Ray Bans and eating ice cream and being the only person in the history of mankind who can eat an ice cream cone and look meaner. Yeah, <laughs> like how did he manage that? Now he. Let's yeah, see. You know, when we're just you gonna keep old, printing money, Jack. <laughs> when you get old, you become more of who you really are. There's less, you know. There's less faking it. Yeah. And if you're a, a, a genuinely kind person, that shows through more. Yeah. You know? If you're if you're if you're kind of a uh, if you're a per, creepy per, pedophile, perverted, yeah, kind of perverted, that shows right through, and that's yeah. that's Joe Biden there. But. Yeah. Hey, did you see me fall off that bicycle? <laughs> that was another PR stunt gone wrong. I don't know who's. I don't know what you do. What do you do if you were the PR guy? He's like, okay, we need to make people like Joe Biden. What would you do? They already did the thing that I would have done, and it's 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 they they it's it's failed so crazy. But like, I, what I would have done is. Pets, you got to throw some pets in there, but he's already oh, yeah. he's he's already killed off one pet, right? Like, where's the weird German Shepherd that showed up there? That every time he got near, it looked like it was like, hey, what the? <laughs> well, not the, it, not the no, look it, my dog used to give me when I would get close to it. I'll tell you that it bit Secret Service people on multiple occasions, and they they <laughs> put the thing to sleep, or supposedly they send it back to <coughs> Delaware, or whatever. But yeah. okay, That's... send it back to Delaware. It's code for. <laughs> code for take it to the pound and put it yeah. to sleep next yeah. week we'll have Tom Bionic we're sending Andrew Hoffman back to Delaware <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> no, no need to euthanize me I, you know, I'm not, not that attached to totally joking totally but. joking of course but yeah that I would have done the pet thing but that's also filled miserably so I don't know what else to do because there's so many dog lovers, so many pet lovers in this country. You'd think that they could use that. Like, even uh, Bush was able to pull that off. What was a stupid dog named Checkers or whatever? Ugh. Oh, yeah. The, the, that was actually one of the critiques of Trump was that he didn't have. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But exactly. Obama had the dogs. Bush had the dogs. Yeah. That's, yeah. Anyway, that's what I would have done. But he, he doesn't like pets either. Pets don't like him. It's... Uh, it's it's interesting they they don't try to work in the the good dog, even anymore, because I think it reminds people of the dog that's not there anymore. But, yeah, yeah, it's that's true. You could try that. I don't know. It's he's a tough candidate. I mean, I they did enough work getting him eighty one million votes. Yeah, <laughs> you take your seat. Okay. okay. This, is, this is where I sit down. Okay. In my seat. Not someone else's seat. I mean, he's it literally. Makes you, it he's kind of makes you wonder why they didn't just take one of the other losers, though. I mean, why not just. Because they want to do this. They want. Oh, God. <laughs> they wanted to make sure we all knew that it was. That this was all fake. I I think so. I think that's part of it. Just yeah, to make just, everybody mad, let everybody know, embarrass kind of everybody. Rub, rub, rub Trump's nose in it a little bit too, like you lost to this loser. Yeah. yeah. Also, he's in bed with uh, Russia, Ukraine, 
China, anybody you can think of. He's definitely yeah. just uh, yeah. He's yeah. a free agent. He's available <laughs> He's to the highest bidder. Literally one degree of separation from direct payments to Russian hookers. <laughs> and that one degree is his son. So, yeah. Yeah, one degree of separation between pedophilia, like, with his son. So, yeah. Cool. And zero degrees of separation from his own child accusing him of being inappropriate. Inappropriate showers late into a... But late into, uh, I don't know, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, yeah, sure. I could take a, first off, if you're, it's just, it, anyway, if she remembers it, it's a problem. Like right now, I could take a bath with my daughter. That's a, that's, a, that's a whole different thing. But if I'm later in life taking showers with my daughter, that's a, that's a different thing. <laughs> Little yeah. kids at an age where it's okay, it's, it's harmless aren't even going to take a shower. Kids don't take showers. They take baths. So the whole fact that it's a shower is a big freaking problem. Yeah. Somebody who has kids will tell you. Yeah. Not not normal, healthy behavior there. No, definitely not. And if she's writing in a diary about maybe that's inappropriate, like he, Yes. In, in the context of coming, in the context of being in counseling and right. feeling over sexualized and char- over sexually charged. Yeah. So those are fairly damning. But you know what isn't damning? Andrew Hoffman's words of wisdom. I was going to say that picture of Clarence Thomas with the RV. It's the greatest picture I've ever seen. <laughs> it's great. So, yeah. Yeah. Apparently he drives all around the country and visits all the different states. Yeah, I mean, I, he he might not be as good as people make him out to be, but I I don't feel the same way about Clarence Thomas I feel about John Roberts, that's for sure. So I think he's <laughs> he seems pretty legit to me. So. John Roberts... Friend of Epstein, servants of Satan. Yeah, certainly. You know, he certainly acts like it. But yeah. No, I think that's. Uh, which does make you, you know, going back to the beginning of the show. Roe v. Wade deal, of possibly not uh, unmitigated good news, but uh, you know, we got to. Not everything is a loss, right? Yeah, there's good stuff can still happen. Yeah. Yep. 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 I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I tend to believe some of these pictures, but it's not just pictures of him with Epstein. It's pictures of him on Epstein Island. Yeah. And hanging out with John Robertson. Ghislaine. Yeah. I don't believe there's any Clarence Thomas Epstein pictures. There aren't. Also, no Tim Kilkenny Epstein pictures either. (laughs) Just wanted wanted to throw that out there. In fact, uh, I don't believe there's pictures of me on any private island of any sort. (laughs) So, Andrew, I don't. I don't. I've yet to find any pictures of you. 
at all <laughs> on the internet. There's the one from the the conference. Yeah, the one from the conference where you're like all of 19 years old, and uh, oh no, come on! You look you look young. I mean, I know how I know you're older than that, but you look extremely young, and that's the one that everyone uses for for our videos. Yeah. Along with my Land Rover headshot. <laughs> it looks like I'm doing the podcast with a kid, man. You got this guy, this distinguished gentleman with the bald head and the red beard. And then you got this kid just standing we, there with a Projects 86 shirt. Like, hey, you want to buy my book or something? <laughs> with the lanyard. Conference lanyard. Conference lanyard. So, so important. Just yeah, well, killing it out here. Yeah, I've never been a big, never been a big fan of of the pictures, yeah. social media pictures. You like the Native Americans? You think that it takes your soul? <laughs> well, it does, Tim. <laughs> <coughs> excuse me, excuse me, sorry. I hit the cough button every other time. Sorry about that. We can do a a joint <clears throat> RRN episode three hundred picture that then well, we can use for. For future occasions there. We'll get one of our wives to take the photo of us together. Sure. Yeah. Excellent news, by the way. The, uh, the I think the plan is for us to get a uh, uh, at least one free round of golf here at the local club. Oh, nice. Got the, uh, the stepdad angling for it, so we'll see. Cool. Yeah. He's putting in hard labor in order to, to make it happen, <laughs> but... Uh, it may happen, so I'll let you know. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yes, sir. Well, uh, looks like you guys got the big Piedmont parade coming up. That'll be awesome. Oh, it's a, it's not just a parade, Tim. Okay. It's, it is a country fair. Uh, there is bouncy houses, rides, uh, again, homemade pie competitions. Hopefully there's, you know, you can sample some of the wares there. Oof. Free watermelon. Oof. And fireworks for the 4th of July. This is going to be your first 4th of July out of Oregon. Well, at least for, for a few years anyway. But uh, well, in pretty much nothing is illegal First here. one in, in Oklahoma, and the fireworks have already started here. Yeah, yeah. In the neighborhood. Say, Couple things. One about a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> Couple things. One, uh, fireworks aren't illegal here. Almost any kind of them. And two, people still love America here. So hold on to your hat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is gonna be uh, something to to remember. The keep keep the uh, keep the keep the the cats locked up if you can. Maybe put them in a. Certain... Oh, I don't think that'll bother them. Yeah, no, that's good. I don't Tends so. to bother the dogs quite a bit. So yeah, dogs are sensitive to fireworks. There. Yeah. Clearly, the superior species. I mean, what? Never mind. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a pleasure doing a show with you. Enjoy the fireworks and the parade this weekend. We're also going to have fireworks, and there's a big party here in the neighborhood, and. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. I mean, it's wild, man. You know, you drive down America. the road. Yeah, you drive down the road here, and there's American flags everywhere. It's weird how much of a 180 we've done on this show. Or as when this show first started, we'd be like, ah, it's all weird. They're all celebrating the flag, and 
America and warmongers. Yeah, and now it now it's like well, you know, at least you're still celebrating the. Yeah the the U.S. Congress just went, you know, all the socialist leftist stuff, but we'll keep the war. You know, it's the John McCain system of government there. All all new world order all the time, but yeah, we're can fireworks are are a okay with me. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. All right. Well, thanks for doing the show. And then I guess we'll catch you next week. Thank you, Tim. Feel better. Thanks, buddy. A copy of this podcast, as well as links to each story covered, are available at revelationsradionews.com. To contact Andrew and Tim or to support Revelations Radio News, please visit revelationsradionews.com and click on the Contact tab or Support tab. Please check out the other podcasts at revelationsradionetwork.com and thank you for your support of this podcast. Don't you say, where are you?